Here was what they said. Well, they're both sort of pretty. They're obviously very opposite in their manner and their energy. And Greta is an open book and Sheila is very much a closed book. Um, but they have empathy for one another, weirdly. And and Sheila is just about not connecting. So as soon as you have to expose yourself and connect, then she's going to be exposed as the shame and fraud that she is because of her illness. But they find this common kind of bond and it's an unlikely friendship that really grows. Yeah, 100 mm-hmm. percent. I think yin and yang, right? Opposites mm-hmm. attract. And so I know or from my point of view, everything that Greta sees in Sheila is everything that Greta wants to be. And I often thought about Greta in season one as sort of the funhouse mirror to Sheila, like what mm. Sheila would like never want. Mm. So right. I would often try to make choices that were very <laughs> challenging, <laughs> challenging for Sheila. Yeah, like yeah. the opposite yeah. thing. So yeah. that is so cool. Before the show, did you remember doing aerobics at all? I did vaguely in like the early 90s. There was a couple of Australian breakfast programs that had aerobics on them. Yeah, in the morning. It was more, it's more in the ni- early 90s. I was born in 79. Um, so I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you no, 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 I didn't do aerobics. <laughs> I, I do this. I take the donut and I get oh. it to my. No, I was never, I was never really big into aerobics. I did play a lot of sports as a kid, but yeah. I was never really into like exercise classes. Yeah. It was just a fat, it was that fad. It was yeah. just that fat at that time. Um, Absolutely. It sort of become like a little bit of a joke by that point. Like it was starting to be just more of a showcase of like, you know, boobs and bums. Do you know what I mean? Rather yeah, than like. Yeah, big time. It just <laughs> turned into more of a peep show. Oh, oh no. Morning breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Knowing what we know now about fitness and wellness, what would you like to say back to the, you know, women in the 80s? I mean, maybe you don't wear ballet slippers when you're doing like. (laughs) (laughs) Protect protect your knees. Yeah. But I think some of those early videos from that period, they're wearing ballet slippers. Or like kids. When I did in season one, when Greta takes the exercise class. I remember having a conversation with yeah. Cammy at the time of yeah. she gave me a t-shirt and like linen pants and kids yeah. because I was like a housewife. Yeah. I wouldn't have had anything yeah. to exercise in. Right. Like, yeah. But I, and I was like, oh, my God, it's right. Everyone walked around in kids, which were like basically pencil erasers with like laces <laughs> on them. Right. Like, so true. like you have no protection at all for your body. So, so yeah. yeah, you're better off doing it barefoot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. What has it been like to work with this cast and crew? Oh, lovely. So yeah. it's a great group and it's not always the way, you know, every job is different, but this is, um, it's a small group too. It's not a huge sprawling cast. It's, no, it's, you know, nice. it's a tight knit group. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really immersive show. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like physical attracted so much of the audience's heart, not just because of the characters, but also the fun in the music, the fashion in the eighties as well. And how, as a woman, Watching it and seeing how the humor comes through when men used to undermine women's success in the dialogues. I mean, in the trailer at the very least, what color is that? Yellow? I love <laughs> all of those. Oh, yeah. 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 Annie is a good, she writes some wicked dialogue like that. She's very funny and very clever. Yeah. Kind of brilliant at that. And it's subtle. It's not always mm, like that no, obvious like, joke. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you could give Hong Kong one reason each to watch Physical 2, what would it be? 
Uh, what would my reason be for watching physical aside from the fact that I really like the show? I really like it. That's my reason. I really like it. I honestly like it. I think it's very cool in the age of, uh, like the boom of the streaming network that things are more genreless. It's not one type, it's not a comedy. It's not a drama. Mm -hmm. It's a dark comedy, but we really have some very serious moments mm -hmm. with like some crazy comedic actors. And so I would say watch it cause it's good. It's mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, it's great storytelling, really good writing, great storytelling, great, really good actors. And, and like to Deirdre's point, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's really of its time and that it's streaming gives these sorts of platforms to a show like this, which wouldn't have been made 10 years ago. No, or that's even, right. You know, that's right. Six years ago. Allison was speaking to actresses Rose Byrne and Deirdre Friel on The Common Room. Speaking about weekend plans, if you enjoy something with some music or musicals in general, I have something super exciting for you. The City Chamber Orchestra Hong Kong are presenting a brand new musical, Wild, following the story of two animal poachers who discover a world orchestra in the depths of the jungle and plot to capture the talented animals for Broadway. Mixing elements of classical music, dance and more, it is definitely something to look out for. To tell us more about this creative and exciting new story is Leanne Nichols, founder and artistic director of the orchestra, who also came up with the story and lyrics to all the pieces. Yeah, so it's called Wild, the musical, and um, um, it's the orchestra in the jungle this time, um, as giraffes and zebras and, and elephants and so on. Yeah. We their instruments on stage. But um, like you said, well, the musical, I've gone all out with this show. Um, yeah. So this is for all ages. Everyone's going to love it. Six years and above. Yep. And um, you want to know the story? Well... Let's have a quick intro and tell us. Right. Yeah, tell us what you want to for starters. So um, I, I created the story, and it's basically, and it incorporates the orchestra into the story. So that's the key, and that's what we're doing. That's so different from any other musical that you'll ever see. Yeah. There are two human poachers. Uh, they come to the jungle with the intention of Message. trafficking. Yeah. They want elephant tusks. They want ivory. They want keratin. Um, they want money. Yeah. And they come into the jungle and discover that all the animals in the jungle are enormously talented. Um, and this amazing parade folds in front of them. Um, and the variety and diversity of our wildlife is shown through music. So you will hear everything from hippos hip-hopping. <laughs> um, you'll hear a, a hippo beatboxing. There'll be um, a trombone, uh, a giraffe playing the trombone. There's monkeys on violin. There's gazelles who dance ballet. And yeah. it's just a spectacular parade. Even a unicyclist who's a lemur. So, so um, I'm thinking like the, fir the first day you sat down and this came to you, were you thinking a uh, circus, uh, message? I don't know. What were your sort of buzzwords when you were thinking this through and it came to you in a flash? Well, the idea is um, that we're half human. That's the musical element and half animal. Right. And, you know, that we're, we're entertainers. And this is expressed through the costumes um, and, and through the entire show. So the diversity of our wildlife 
of our ecosystem is expressed through music. Right. And this happens already in the first number of Wild Parade. So these poachers, they see all this and the light goes on and they say, hey, uh, we should catch them alive and take them to Broadway for a, <laughs> okay. a yep, yep. season at Broadway for a musical. And um, they decide then to encroach on the Lions Orchestra and they succeed in capturing two animals, a toucan who plays the flute mm -hmm. and the rhino on the horn. How did you decide who played what? Was that just... Right. So, Duh, of course they do. <laughs> was it one of those? A bit of stereotyping, uh, of course, because the horn and the rhino, just that's natural. Yeah. You don't have to think more. You know, he was a rhino who was born to play French horn. That's uh, part Fair of my enough. lyrics. Um, so... <laughs> Um, and, and flutes are always birds, right? Peter and the wolf and the jungle, they're dupins. Yeah. So um, I think it just came naturally. But a lot of things I did have to particularly think about, you know, who who's going to play the piano? Well, I've got the elephant playing the piano, and that's just practical because you can't play the double bass with an elephant drunk in front of you. That's that's fair play, play. I think you've chosen well. And we have an electric guitar, so uh, we've made him a buffalo, an American cowboy buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're still laughing at your own jokes. I guess that's good. <laughs> oh, look, it's so much fun. But um, there's a lot of detail in this. So these poachers, uh, they do um, capture the animals. The lion's enraged. This has happened under his nose. Yeah. And he orders the gazelle to go with the jaguar and the three baboons to go and find the missing animals. So Act 2 is all about finding them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You come across a dazzle of zebras, a chameleon who plays the clarinet who changes colours, literally, right. on stage. Yeah. Right. yeah, while he's playing tango, he goes red. And yeah. when he plays old and oldies, he goes gold. No, I know I, well, I haven't seen you for a while. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, in other words, um, the musicians are actually part of um, of the main acts and they dance, they interact with other professional dancers. Right. So we've got a lot of coordination going on here. Um, eventually, the lion is impatient because these animals are not found and he orders the tigers to beat their drums and their Chinese drums. Okay, okay. Now we're here at the tiger here. Um, and out come three martial arts dancers who are tigers, and they'll dance what we call wushu, kung fu style dancing. Yes. It's a very, very exciting scene. It escalates until the poachers hear them and shoot them. Which is what poachers try and to do. You have to come to the show to hear what happens after that. Well, I'm, hope I'm hoping it's poachers turn gamekeeper in the old fashioned saying. But I will tell you that the, the gunshot wakes up Cobra. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, a secret weapon. Yes, the cobra. And guess who plays the cobra? Because the cobra always has to be the oboe, right? So it's oriental. I suppose so. um, And actually, the cobra is going to consume the whole stage. So uh, you just have to come and see what we're going to do with the set um, on that scale. Uh, at the end of the day, the wild reigns supreme. Of course, it has to. It has to. There it is, has to. You know, there, and, there, and are, there are messages in this. I mean... I'm, yeah, it, lots of men... <laughs> Lots of musical metaphors. Like, for example, um, our cheetahs. What do we know about cheetahs? It's they, they are the fastest running animals in the jungle. So we've got them doing the fastest dance, and that's cha-cha dance. So our two cheetahs do Latin dance.
Leanne Nichols, founder and artistic director of the City Chamber Orchestra Hong Kong, on The Morning Brew. Catch Wild the Musical running from June 11th to June 12th at the Sha Tin Town Hall Auditorium. As we pass through the streets of Hong Kong, we often see bands busking and sharing their passion for music. Busking or just singing in general in front of people is quite daunting, and it takes a lot of confidence too. Sometimes we just walk by without actually stopping to appreciate them. Aside from his day job of empowering and educating young people, Siron Chan, the executive director of the Maker Bay Foundation, shares his passion and love for busking and how busking empowered him. He shared his story with Saudi Usmani and also how this whole busking experience came about. Hi, good afternoon. Yeah, I'm Siron. Um, yeah, new executive director of Maker Bay Foundations, and is really excited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was only last week that you were appointed. Now, Siron, before we um, go into you know the, this appointment, we need to kind of go back a bit because you know, on my story, it's just really nice to talk to people who you know have followed a journey of their career and how it's developed and, mm -hmm. and some of the challenges and goals that they've had. So, tell me, how did work start for you in terms of the interests that you have? What is it? that you do? Mm, actually, um, from my very beginning of my career, actually I studied computer science. It's totally different of what I'm doing now. Uh -huh. But after I finished my degree, I find I'm more interested to interact with different people. I'm more interested in the social impact sector. So that's why I start my career in a very small NGO and start to <coughs> do more different kinds of things. But um, luckily, uh, I always try different sectors, different roles. And some days, you will find all the things can be connected together and make something. So um, that's why uh, when I first joined Maker Bay, I, um, start, I start work on an AI program, mm -hmm. which is more related to my, to my studies. And then um, I, I start to do more, like have building some partnership, building some um, programs for, for the organizations and also for the young people. Then it helped me to, to create uh, new opportunities. So tell me about your interest in busking. What, what kind of triggered that? When did that start? <laughs> um, actually, I, I, usually I, I love music. I love um, playing the instruments. And actually, the, the first time I start busking is I proposed to my wife. Oh, it is the first time. Oh, how I, romantic! Oh my goodness, yeah. I didn't know this. That's so nice. Okay, tell me yeah. that story. Tell me that story. Right. So uh, at that time, I, I, I find my friend to play the pianos and find some friends to to bring her there, uh -huh. and it's really the first time and super nervous, <laughs> and it, you you know there's the, the situation. So you were in an outside location here, right? And it's Where under we? the essential. Uh -huh. um, near the the sea. Okay, yeah, the sea you view. are romantic, Siren. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. So you're in Central, near the sea, yeah. and you've got your friends doing a few other instruments. Right? Yeah, doing uh -huh. the piano, I help me to, to play the song, and then I find it's nervous, but actually it's quite quite good. You can, it is also a way you can communicate with people uh -huh. through music. And I remember the second time I, I do busking is I'm doing a training camp for the, for the young people. Mm -hmm. And then they have a task. They need to deliver a message to the local community. Mm -hmm. And then I, I propose to them, then why not we do a busking event? Mm -hmm. So actually, 
also my own interest. So uh, in the second time, I found that it is really good chance you communicate with people and also now, now yeah. you know you talk about the second time we'll move back to the first time <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you communicate well, you obviously communicated with yeah. your wife to be yeah. and um so what did you do you sat you did you get on you know you had your guitar and you got on your knees and you did a wee bit of a music thing for her yeah um i i don't have my guitar because i i just too worried about i i will just to lovers and forgot all the things. <laughs> okay. So I find my friend to help me to handle all the instrument things, taking the video, and handle the arrangement of the music. And I just how sing lovely is and, that? Yeah, and the words I need to say. <laughs> and she did say yes. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How lovely was that? I bet your wife was well thrilled with that. I mean, my goodness, uh, that's such a, a romantic way of doing it. Yeah, it is really a surprise. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, going back to busking, as you said, you've also used the busking the second time around was really try in a kind of very creative way with young people to get them to think mm. about the messages that they could convey through music. Yeah. Right? Um, for you, I mean, when we think of busking, we think of somebody just standing in between these tunnels or a bypass or whatever, and they're standing there with a guitar and with a piece mm. of thing on a box down there for people to sh chuck money and stuff. So, you know, they, little do they know they're talking to, they're looking at the executive director of Maker Bay who's doing this. So what do you get out of it? What do you enjoy about the busking? Apart from mm. where you said, you know, you get young people involved, but for you personally, when you're standing there and mm. there are crowds and it can be quite hot in Hong mm, Kong, you're outside. Yeah. So what kind of response do you get from the crowds? Mm, I think for, usually for the first maybe two or three songs, um, usually the, the feedback is not good mm -hmm. because myself is nervous as oh, well. you have to settle down. Yeah, you need to prepare your, yourself to, to feel comfortable of the environment. But uh, when you start and you can create a channel, you can, you can talk with people. Um, for example, is this also a training for for my own self, mm -hmm. like how to stand in in a very mm. stand out, like in front of the strangers? Confidence, absolutely. Yeah, you need to build yeah. your confidence, and you need to have a very instant react to to some problem. Mm -hmm. Maybe you, maybe the equipment is not good, or maybe you suddenly for forgot about the lyrics so what you need to do mm -hmm. what you can do mm -hmm. it is so a, a lot of training yeah. yeah yeah a lot of training behind and also people uh, sometimes people think that you the busker they just come out and then start to singing actually almost um every time um we go busking we spend a few weeks to to prepare to pr you rehearse yeah you, you need ready. to rehearse you need to think about your song needs okay which song first and then what is next and then you need to train our our instruments we need to prepare a lot of practice actually as you know now as i look at it yes there's a huge amount of you know self-development there yeah, while you're doing true. it isn't there um so you know when you're actually doing it, how long would you be standing and how do you choose your location mm, i think usually um two or three hours and Usually based on, on we will prepare a list of songs, mm -hmm. like maybe 10 or 12 songs, but sometimes you, you will have some ad hoc things, mm -hmm. like we, we do one song again, or some someone asks, can you can oh, you do this? Oh, do people do ask this? you? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And for the occasion, 
Nowadays it's a little bit difficult because of the social distance, all the things. But previously, uh, actually quite quite a lot of of location you can choose. Mm-hmm. Like I I did it one time in Shamshoipo mm-hmm. or in Central, and once you have an open space, you can. So you is can there? There's no kind of um, legal thing about busking. You can actually, if you choose a nice, a good location,、mm-hmm. is it okay for you just to stand there and do it? I mean, nobody would come and tell you that. Oh, you shouldn't be doing this here, or anything.、Mm-hmm. Or do you need to check these things? Sometimes the the shop will campaign if if your location oh, is. Oh, you're too, next to a shop. Yeah, next yeah. to a shop.、Um, I think it would bring crowds into the shop. <laughs> yeah, they they will complain that it's noisy、okay. and and it is、um, affecting their their customers. So like in Chimshashui Central, it is more easier. Siron Chan, the executive director of Maker Bay Foundation, on the one to three show. To end today's week on three. I'll leave you with Steve James, who will be discussing spring allergies. Allergies are no fun, especially because you cannot control them amidst this flower-blooming season. I hope you feel better, though. Take care and catch you next time here on the Week on Three. I'm Christy Lai. RTHK Radio Three Tuesday afternoon drive and Blondie Heart of Glass. Heart of Glass. Just been chatting with a, a friend.、Um, just.、Uh, Little messages coming through to the studios. Thank you very much.、Um, seems some of you are suffering.、Uh, it's 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 not anything I've ever had to deal with particularly, but I've got friends that suffer terribly from、uh, allergies. In most areas, spring allergy season usually starts in、uh, February and lingers into early summer. Getting ready for that. And、uh, I, I was out in Saikung. With、uh, a friend of mine, and he could not. This wasn't recent. This was a while back, and it was just the surrounding greenery, I suppose. And he, he just came out, and he was just cr- virtually crying and, and stuffed up, watery eyes and everything. And I really wasn't taking it very seriously. Said he said, "Steve, I really have to go get out of here."、And、it was just the the surrounding. It's terrible. Learned a lot.、And、so with that in mind. Having spoken to people that have to deal with this all the time, stupid allergy questions. Stupid allergy questions. Can I watch Charlie Brown if I'm allergic to peanuts? Stupid. Am I allergic to romantic comedies because I get watery eyes? That's a great line. Are you crying, dear? No, I'm allergic to this storyline. What do I do if I'm allergic to allergy medications? If you're allergic to mussels, is it safe to go to the gym? Do I sound cool when I say I'm sneezy for sheezy? Am I being rash? Top stupid allergy question. Can I borrow your sleeve? Gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You have got to be kidding me. She walks into mine. The Steve James Tuesday afternoon drive. Yeah, life is hilariously cruel. Oh.
though the factories may be roaring with the boom-a-lacka, zoom-a-lacka, boom-a-lacka, boom-a-lacka. But there isn't any roar when the clock strikes four. Oh. Everything stops for tea. Here we go. Oh, they may be playing football. Ah. And the crowd is yelling, kill the referee. But no matter what the score, when the clock strikes four, everything stops for tea. Tea break this afternoon, celebrating the fact that this day, 1966, filming began on The Monkeys' first TV series... The Monkeys' first single, Last Train to Clarksville, was released in August 1966, just weeks prior to the TV broadcast debut. Here are the Monkeys.
Places far 